Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Hello and welcome to the Bechdel cast. Hi. I'm Caitlin Durante. I'm, I'm Jamie Loftus. And <laughs> I don't know why Caitlin. I blanked. <laughs> okay. Well, I've been starting it a couple times now, but I always I forgot how to do my... it. I forgot how it's to okay. talk. It's okay. I'm very distraught right now. This is the episode we've been waiting for. This in is. A lot of ways. I know. I feel really, I feel a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. It's a Valentine's Day episode. Do you have Valentine's Oh, maybe that's not, not a good question to ask. If I have plans? Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. Oh, I'm doing a show on Valentine's Day. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, at our bar. I'm, oh, I know, I know the one you're, t- uh, blam, blam, blam. Yeah. Cool. I'm watching... The jinx with my friend, and then we're going to the Robert Durst case the next morning. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. About that. So uh, this is the Bechdel cast. We talk about uh, women uh, and their representation in movies. Usually it's bad. Sometimes it's not. Uh, today we did something we never did before. Yeah, this is a this. special. Thing. We hung out offsite. We yeah, we've never done that before. Well, I actually we hate you. Done that before. We. <laughs> We watched this movie together. This is the first time in Bechtelcast history that we right. saw the movie together. Uh, I ordered the pizza. Yeah. Only I ate the pizza. No one wanted the pizza. No, I ate some pizza. Uh, I, we did drink a lot of white wine. We did. But there was a third person. Our friend Courtney was there as well. She barely drank and absolutely did not eat any pizza. And I, anyways, I for sure ate six pieces of pizza, hey. six pieces of chicken. Um, and a large amount of wine. Yeah, not that it I'm shaming you at all. I really admire that. I, I think we went uh, pound for pound, did we not? For wine, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's fine. And the reason that we watch this movie together is it's a movie that we both have seen. Yay, Jamie! It's, it's a movie you've seen before. It's a movie I watch and alone a lot, but it's better. 
not alone. Yeah. It's a movie we've this seen one. and love. It's Titanic. Titanic. And we have a very special guest that yeah. we're going to introduce in a second. But we uh, we watched the movie together and we recorded different segments during the screening oh, yeah. that the- we will insert into the episode. Like maybe right now for the first one. We did a pre-movie <gasps> one. So enjoy. Hey everyone, it's Caitlin and Jamie. And we're in a different location than usual. We're in my house. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are about to watch Titanic together. And we just buried a body. We just buried a body. That's when we go off site. Aristotle was supposed to come, but then he said no. And then we (laughs) killed him, and that's whose body we buried. And that's the body. So now that we're all caught up, we're about to watch Titanic. I haven't watched it in, I think, two years, which is unusual. I usually do plan a few. There's a few movies I watch annually that are very long. It's Titanic and Gone with the Wind. Uh, I watch this movie two to three times a year, and I saw it pretty recently. How do you handle that? It's so like I don't know if I have a lot of go- a lot going me. on in my life, and I have a lot of time. Oh, was, oh, you mean like emotionally? Yeah, like I have the time. I yeah. I rewatched <laughs> season two of Grace and Frankie today. Rewatched it. Wow, I've got the time. Yeah. That's not the issue. <laughs> it's um, the emotional capacity. I think that I just operate at such a, uh, a, a low level of emotional intelligence. I need movies like this to oh. like to activate the emotion parts of my brain. You sound like a robot learning I know. how to feel. <laughs> Anyways, love Titanic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I can't wait to watch this with you. We're going to check back in, I think, around the midpoint of the movie. We should. Do, yeah, I know exactly where the VHS number one stop same we'll check it in there great all right bye and then uh we we stopped in the middle which uh for all you titanic heads out there is where the first vhs ends captain ej smith turns basically to camera and says i think you may get your headlines after all mr ismay and we talked there and then uh one big long segment at the end yes yes so we will check in periodically and go to those segments. But for now, let's introduce our wonderful guest. Yeah. She's a very funny comedian and wonderful person, Aparna Nancherla. Hello. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're so excited. So you picked this movie. I did. And you picked it because do you also like it? Do you love it? I have a confession. I didn't watch it recently, but I have watched it, I would say, upwards of maybe four times. In my life, okay. Those yeah. are, I mean, that's no like forty times like I I've know, seen I it, know. but <laughs> it's not that high. But yeah, but I do remember when it first came out. I was like obsessed with it for yeah. a while. Ugh. Yeah, I felt like it swept the nation. It did. <laughs> it certainly did. But people were kind of divided, if I remember, because some people thought the like the dialogue was really bad. I remember that was the a complaint about bad. it. <laughs> the dialogue is pretty bad. There are some scenes where the dialogue is especially bad, and the acting is especially Kate bad. Kate Winslet does not crush it in no. this movie, per se. She does but not do. that bad of a job once the ship starts sinking, <laughs> but up until then, she's pretty bad at acting, it, which her, I think she openly admits. Her American accent is a little weird and like the I used to try when I was younger to like imitate the way she would speak because it was the we we talked about this when we watched Mm -hmm. it like the cadence of it is so weird yes but it sounded very elegant and so I I tried to yeah 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 she's like poor little rich girl no 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 and it was like (laughs) up and down like a weird Shakespearean quality to it yeah I wonder if she was trying to go for like upper class 
Yeah, like almost English? like a transatlantic kind right, of thing. Right, right. But hmm. I don't know. We don't even need to do a recap, I don't think. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like we lose more and more structure each time. Uh, yes. Oh, do you guys usually recap the movie? Uh, the yes, I do, and I always do a very bad job. <laughs> and it takes about, yeah, it, it takes, takes a while. several hours. <laughs> I was it's about the length of the movie itself. I was looking for speed versions of it on YouTube, and there's some really strange homages to the movie out there. Oh, there's like that? one that was it was like a condensed version of the movie with just like weird close-ups on the people's faces, <laughs> and then just like techno music. Oh, the, so yeah. people are just like, I love this movie. I'm gonna Let and they like summarize remix. Yeah, well, like they they summarize it, but with. Yeah, they just like took key moments and did it in, in chronological order and put it to techno. Yeah, we'll watch Good one of those them. then instead of listening we'll to We'll link whatever. it in the description. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do it. When it came out, I saw it, not to brag, in a drive-in movie theater Ooh. with my mom and sister. That's a great way to see yeah. this movie, yeah. I think. I watched it at first uh, in secret. I wasn't allowed to see it when it came out. Mm-hmm. I, was, I think I was five when it came out. It came out in 97. Uh, but I, I stole my mom's VHS, uh, copies of it at one point and brought it to my cousin's house mm-hmm. where we proceeded to watch it. Got busted watching the <laughs> nude scene. Of course. But then my aunt, she's a cool aunt and she's like, keep watching kids. <laughs> wow. So we did. Yeah. And then once my mom found out I'd already seen it, she was just like, all right, you can. I guess hey, you can just keep watching it. What and cool family it. members you have. A million. Eh, cool, careless, you know. <laughs> <laughs> was it scary as a five-year-old? Uh, well, I didn't see it when I was oh, five. I didn't oh. see it until I was, like, I think, ten. Oh, God. And it. at that point, it was just, like, hot, cool thing. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Sure, sure, yeah. Not that things are hot when you're ten, but maybe they are. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but, and then uh, in junior high, like, I, I loved this movie for so much for so long that in junior high to, like, retain my like punk rock credibility <laughs> in in junior high i uh tried to switch gears and be like oh i don't love the movie i love learning about details about shipwrecks <laughs> and so i have a ton of knowledge about shipwrecks because i was just like really nervous that people were gonna just think i loved titanic which is <laughs> i did yeah but i also know about a ton of military that shipwrecks. never happened oh. i was just like i don't give a fuck what people think about me oh. i'm just gonna watch this movie every day for an entire summer sometimes twice in a row true story Whoa. i've probably seen this movie 50 times i would it's, say <laughs> twice in a row is the whole day yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like six and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. My sister and I oh. would start it in the morning, yeah. watch the whole thing, have to switch out the VHS tapes, oh. and then rewind and start from the beginning immediately after it was like, I wow. was obsessed with this movie. Well, I mean, if you've got a sister, too, that's like, I only had a brother and he uh, yeah. he was not as on board to watch it with me. That's the other thing about this movie is that uh, I think, I don't want to make any sweeping generalizations here. But I think most, a lot of women have at least seen it and many enjoy it more so than a lot of guys who have never seen it. Most men I've talked to, I think, they're like, yeah, I never saw that movie. I'm like, really? but it's so good. Yeah. And like, yeah, I don't, I don't, huh. I don't care about it. Yeah. I uh, like this movie for the wrong reasons, <laughs> which is that I think it has amazing practical effects and great action. So I 
Huh. It, the movie doesn't really kick it into gear for me until like act two, which is or the end of act two or who knows. I mean, the inciting incident happens in this movie an hour and a half into it. How many, <laughs> right. Wait, how many, right. how many college degrees do you have? Uh, I have three now because uh, I have two of mine and one of you. I took yours. You took mine. Okay, yeah. that's fine. I don't need it. <laughs> I like this movie for all the wrong reasons that I think everyone likes it for. Yeah, the romance, the romance. So freaking beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> like it's really I like. Nice. I mean, the more I see it, the more I appreciate the romance, especially on this recent rewatch. I was like, all right, gotta pay extra attention to Rose. She's our <laughs> female character. Let's. And then, like, I was like, holy shit, she's, like, she's great. And we'll go into more detail about that. Yeah, I was trying to think of all the female characters. I mean, she's obviously the main one, but there's her mom. There's her mom. Mm -hmm. there's and there's Kathy Bates. The unsinkable yeah. Molly Brown. But also, pretty much, I feel like Kathy Bates, that part couldn't have been cast better. Like, Kathy yeah, just perfect. Yeah, no, uh -huh. she's great. She is great. I love the scene where she takes Leonardo DiCaprio and is like, try on my son's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, it fits perfect. Like, end of scene. Yeah. It's great. I know. I wanted her, she like ends up being a mentor for Jack, but I wanted her to be yeah. a mentor for Rose more. Mm -hmm. Because she's like, sense. I'm yeah. a strong woman. You're a strong woman. I'm a little older than you. Let me show you how to right. be a bad bitch. Right. But she sort of teaches Jack instead how to, how to not be, a be bad poor. Bitch. Yeah. Oh yeah, she because <laughs> yeah, it's a mm. little more. Mm. Well, that's an interesting thought. That said, Jack and Rose are both fictional. Mm -hmm. Molly Brown's real. I guess we'll just dive right in. I really like Rose now. Like I was like, yeah, she, she's she just yells out Jack a lot toward the end, and that's my impression of her. So and many now... first name assaults in this movie. It's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. She's great. She's great. Yeah, she's great. Little hasty to want to kill herself. Oh right, that is a it seems abrupt. I wonder if that's the end. That that comes really early, though, doesn't it? Really early. Wait, yeah. I should have made a pun when I was like, let's just jump in. It should have been a well. really... <laughs> it should have been a better pun about jumping into the water it's or okay. something. I thought you were making a pun when you said that guys oh. were not, not on board with it. <gasps> Whoa. Oh, wow, we hey. have so many nautical references. <laughs> yeah, let's see how no many idea. we can do. I, I used to make my high school boyfriend watch this movie with me all the time. And uh, he was uh, like uh, training to be a naval sailor, and it would just be three hours of like, that's not how a boat works. That's not how a boat works. And I was like, man, it's so nice. But uh, oh yeah, you said that uh, she's a she's a bit quick to just throw herself off the back of a boat, which either she's got some mental health issues <laughs> that she's not addressing, or like. True. Again, no one knew who Freud was even back then because Mr. Ismay is like, who's Freud? A passenger? <laughs> um, oh. So, you know, psychology didn't really exist that much back then. So uh, maybe she was morbidly depressed. Yeah, I who guess knows? we don't have a lot of context. We, she just I think the way it's introduced is weirder because like the narration uh, just says like inside I was screaming and then cut to oh, really? she's about to kill herself. <laughs> right. Running. So it's like, well, well this oh. could have been a huge lead up. We just don't know. Yeah. Uh, either way, what happens next is a trope that happens in a lot of movies where a guy has to save a woman. <laughs> Which, like, normally would annoy me, but then I got to thinking about it 
I guess I I was like, oh, I guess it's a guy saving a girl. But then I was thinking about her situation. And I was like, I get, I don't know. I I could understand in her position and class, she wouldn't maybe have that many options. Right, right. Like there wasn't because, and then you find out later, like she, it's basically an arranged marriage, and mm-hmm. she has to do it to, so that her and her mom can continue to like maintain their lifestyle yeah. and. Seems like she's kind of been sold off to Billy Zane. <laughs> Billy Zane. Billy Zane. We'll get to Billy Zane because yeah. I I don't know. I I have a whole new perspective on Billy Zane now, which is that I could fix him. <laughs> wow. I could fix him. I don't know. I think he's too far beyond help. He's a he's a he's a sociopath. No way, baby. I could no, fix him. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I I am confident. In you and in your abilities, Jamie. But I said I could I fix he's... Gaston, and I think that that's true too. <laughs> <laughs> I also think I can fix Billy Zane right. with um, my love. I can't make any sense of my notes. I think what I was trying to say is that, like, yeah, he has to. He saves her, but it sort of is the catalyst for her character arc. Oh, there's a scene where she's like, it's not up to you to save me, Jack. This is later on in the story, mm-hmm. and he's like, you're right. Only you can do that. And I was like, yeah. I like that he acknowledges her autonomy and stuff like that. Um, and there's that great speech he gives to her in that weird gym. <laughs> Wait, weird. yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's the, the scene. Yeah. He pulls weird her into gym. this. I, I, maybe it's the gym equipment. There's like a scene where she like blows him off, and then he's like, oh. "Don't go, you know, you're the best." And they're in this insane-looking gym. <laughs> With all these like nine early nineteen it's oh steampunk reference of the oh, episode. It oh. looks like a steampunk gymnasium. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of confusing looking contraptions. We can't go an episode without mentioning something steampunk. about steampunk. steampunk. So far. So far. Yeah. Gotta keep the streak going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He does give us like he's like, You're the most amazingly incredible brave girl woman. I've ever known. And he like he doesn't say anything about her looks. He's just like commenting entirely on her like strength of character and then he like accidentally calls her a girl. He's like, No, you're even though you're seventeen, you're a woman and I was like, Yeah, good good job. Oh, I Jack. forgot she's supposed to be seventeen. I think she so, does right? She's not like seventeen, but yeah. <laughs> She's um, like nine oh two one oh seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that like kind of empowering moment. There's the one where oh it, early on in the movie, there's a scene where they're at dinner and Rose like blows smoke in her fu- mom's face. She's like, I don't care that you don't like me smoking. And then Billy Zane tries to order, order food, food for, her. for her. And yeah, and then um, Molly's like, Are you gonna cut her meat for her too? So you have these a few, like few moments early on where you like see women being like pretty badass and and then there's this scene where she's like trying to commit suicide and Jack's like oh you know ice fishing he like is trying to mansplain <laughs> ice fishing oh no to her and she's like I know what ice fishing is <laughs> and I loved that mm-hmm. I just loved I'm just gonna do that anytime someone mansplains something yeah. to me even if I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I know what ice fishing is, okay? I've never been ice fishing. I have no idea how it works. It's when you uh, poke a hole in ice mm-hmm. and then you put your line. Yeah, line I know what there. ice fishing is. I, see, there you <laughs> go. It was in an episode of Frasier once. Oh, yeah? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
shortly after that, there's a line where that, I don't even know who this character is, but he's like, it's like I always say, women and machinery do not mix. It's like one of the Guggenheim. Wait, when was that? Oh, I think I remember. Oh, it's whenever she, Rose does a very good Caitlin impression. She's like, I was leaning far over to see the, uh, the, uh, um, the, uh, the, uh, 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 rudders. That's me talking because I can't say a single sentence without (laughs) filling it with like 10 vocal fillers. Um, So, but yeah. And then she's like, oh, they're like, oh, women in machinery. She wanted to see the rudders. That's dumb. Yeah. So I guess the men, a lot of the men are in, in gender normative roles, except for Jack. Yeah, I'd say so. Because Jack just spends most of the movie like trying to empower Rose. Right. Yeah. I mean, and then there's also kind of just like a lot of men just doing jobs. Like most Mm -hmm. of the ship crew, they don't cause conflict other than not preventing the ship from sinking. Right, right. But there's a lot of, I I mean, like Cal for sure is terrible. Cal Cal, or Billy Zane's weird butler. Yeah, he's a (laughs) valet. A valet. He's around. He wants to help, presumably for money. We don't know. Huh. But he fought. Yeah, he's he's not a good guy. Mr. Lovejoy. Mr. It's oh, <laughs> a great name for him. That is a good name. <laughs> um, yeah, because he follows Jack and Rose around quite a bit. And then Mr. Ismay, like the owner of the, the White Star Line, he's not right. a great guy either. No. He just wants faster. He just wants to make the headlines and monetize. We must make headlines. <laughs> now I want to marvel her speed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so he's a, a piece of shit. Mr. Andrews, though. Oh, oh Victor a... Garber. <laughs> so handsome in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I can't necessarily agree with you, but I'll, <laughs> You're let, you, crazy. I'll let you have this one. You're crazy. He's the most handsome man in the whole movie. <laughs> You know what? Billy Zane is totally my type. I just love a guy with thicker eyelashes than I have. <laughs> That's what Billy I'm Zane into. is wearing a crazy amount of makeup in this he movie. He is. He's wearing so much eyeliner. Yeah. And it's like, is that is that something people did or is that just something Billy Zane does? Because no one else in the movie does it. Except right. yeah. for him and, uh, and all the female characters. A lot of mascara. A lot of mascara. <laughs> a lot of, like, almost cat eyes. Yeah. <laughs> he looks great. I know. I yeah. want to do, I want to, I want someone to do a makeup tutorial on YouTube, but, like, to replicate Billy Zane Billy eyes Zane's from Titanic. Oh. <laughs> Billy Zane eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also like, there's a part where she, like, does all the math in her head and figures out that there aren't enough lifeboats Oh, yeah. On the ship. Oh, she does that. She's yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. was doing the sum in my head. And it's like, yeah, you go, girl. You do <laughs> that math. One of my favorite lines is after Jack gets invited to dinner and they're all sitting at dinner and it's like winding down. Mm-hmm. Rose is like, now they go re- retreat into a cloud of smoke and congratulate each other on being masters of the universe. And I was like, yeah, men <laughs> still do that. This is a thing <laughs> that men do, uh, namely our current presidential administration. Whoa, hot take. <laughs> Whoa, Whoa hot, hot take. take. And then Sorry, they- I feel like I'm talking a lot. I'm talking. I'm just. Saying. I feel bad because I didn't watch it recently, so I don't remember it that on that <laughs> level okay. of detail. I know we're like really getting into the nitty gritty of this movie. It's fresh, and we've both seen it so many times. Mm. Hey, did you ever see Ghosts of the Abyss? No. Oh, I think that that's what it's called. It's like a 2002 documentary that James Cameron made, where he went back to the Titanic because he just loves 
going mm-hmm. to the Titanic. I think I remember that coming out. I didn't see it though, but yeah, I think he spent so much time researching it before he even did the movie. Yeah, it was so expensive. Like it was crazy expensive, and I feel like. He maybe only made the movie so he'd have an excuse to go down. <laughs> but like, what what a gift! Yeah, a gift yeah. to the world. Was uh, it good? Did you see, you saw that? It was good. I mean, it was a uh, it, it was just like a lot of technical. Like they were basically right. trying to figure out like, can we raise it and oh. can it be preserved? And the answer is no. Mm. It just fall apart. So you just got to leave it there, and it's sort of just slowly decomposing. Mm. What about the submarine guys? Oh yeah. Oh, Bill Paxton. Bill Bill Paxton. I don't know how I feel about that, like, <laughs> bookending the movie. Because mm, we, we don't even arrive in, this, in the narrative in 1912 until 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah, I clocked it. It maybe does, yeah, it, like, goes a little... I feel like that happens because James Cameron wants to show everyone all his cool footage from yeah. the Titanic. Like, I think oh, that that's right. the only reason that, why that exists. I don't know. Like, how much of a punch does it pack that there is an like an well it makes it it's it seems like it's setting it up to be this huge important component of the story later because they're searching for the diamond but the diamond like it just doesn't really it doesn't have much to do with the rest of the story right so that's really the only thing it it, 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 it ends up being yeah exactly it ends up being like a bit of a plot device whenever lovejoy frames jack for stealing it and then they lock him up and then it creates like this extra sequence of tension whenever jack or rose is like uh i don't know he he was my boyfriend but then he stole that necklace so oh man and then jack and says then, that's horseshit yeah. Rose. <laughs> you you don't you believe them you, you know, know i didn't do this you know me and it's like uh she met you two days ago <laughs> so she doesn't really know you and then comes one of the worst lines of dialogue in the entire movie, oh, wait, which, which is when he's like, how do you find out I didn't do it? And she's like, I oh, didn't. Yeah. I just realized I already knew. But she says it like, oh, knew. <laughs> knew. Knew. And it's... And then uh, they hit an iceberg. That ends up being, like, I guess, a part of the story. But then what drives me crazy is the end when she throws it overboard. <laughs> People got so upset about that. I got upset mostly because she could have taken that piece of jewelry and sold it to whoever wanted to buy it. And then she could have founded Planned Parenthood or donate to it or like <laughs> just use those millions and millions of dollars. It doesn't bother me. To like me. put some women through college or something. But I don't think it would have. I feel like they would have like put it in a museum or something. I don't right. think it would have been sold or anything it didn't i don't know that didn't bother me too much because it's like the last thing she does before she dies i think Mm -hmm. and like no one's ever gonna know and it was hers i just that's the other thing so she dies like she's like she was seemed to be she regaled this whole story she seemed fine and then what she just dies all of a sudden (laughs) because it was the caitlin (laughs) because it was the last thing she had to Mm -hmm. do maybe never told the story before maybe this is the part where we should check in oh the last part and i'll fire it up yeah (laughs) so uh hey let's check in we're gonna do this out of order but we're gonna gonna check in to the last part part. cut to this is when i was like she i don't like that she dies and you're like (laughs) crying So, so much hey listen now I'm 
sorry, that's me laughing. And that's Jamie <laughs> sobbing. <laughs> I'm a... Oh, God. Okay. It's so sad. I know. They love each other so much. They love each other. And then the end, everyone's there. Uh, is that supposed to be, like, a dream, or is it supposed to be heaven? It's heaven. Is it? <laughs> I was always like, oh, she just falls asleep and it's a dream. No, heaven. Dude, she, she dies, dies and then she goes to heaven where everyone's waiting for her to kiss someone. <laughs> That's what it's like for her. I love her so much. Oh, everyone's just hanging out. And yeah. Jack is in his like poor people clothes. And he's looking at the clock. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. But it's so happy. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I wish I wasn't such a weird robot and that I was more. No, I'm I'm overdoing it. <laughs> We've also had probably five glasses of wine each. I can't believe it. It's never less sad. Okay, I think I'm back. Okay, good. I, think I'm back. <laughs> I think I just sobbed for like ten minutes. No, that was. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry that I was like, oh, we should record this now. We're still crying. So the movie has ended. Yes. There. It just, it's, we just finished it. We've been through a, uh, a journey together. I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie so much. We were quoting every line of dialogue. We knew every line in the movie. Yeah. It wasn't even a bit. No. It was just... And our friend Courtney, who she was probably very annoyed with us, because she was like, guys, can you stop? I'm trying to pay attention to the movie. And we're just like, there's going to be one less on this boat if you don't shut, shut that hole in your face. R.I.P. Officer Murdoch, honestly. Yeah. That uh, hit me harder than it ever has. My crush for him apparently has grown more intense I, over time. My crush is still on uh, yes, Captain oh, Fantastic. Yeah, we've got to talk about that. Uh, the hot guy at the end who's like, is there anyone out there? Can anyone hear me? I looked him up and I was like, who's this very attractive man in this movie? He and did well. He did well. And then I was like, holy shit, it's Captain Fantastic from the Fantastic Four. I had is that like the, no idea that's who he went on to be. The Scarlett one or the bad, bad, bad The one? Jessica Alba one. With, oh, the uh, first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's better. Oh, I th- thought none of them were good. I didn't see any of them. But <laughs> <laughs> What? You haven't seen a movie? That movie was so sad. Oh, yes, Courtney? I did enjoy watching it with you guys cast as all the characters. Oh! <laughs> we did good, though. We yeah. did a pretty good job. <laughs> we got all the accents and all the cadences. Yeah. I brought gonna... my whole punch. I didn't even use it. Oh, wait, what were you going to use it for? I was going to craft. Oh. <laughs> How oh, could you craft so at a time sadder. like this? I wanted to believe the best in myself, oh. but I didn't do it. Well, never let go, Jamie. You're going to live oh, on. You're going to make lots of babies. Babies and watch them grow. Oh. 
And then I'm gonna okay, die. And that old, part, an old lady. I resent that part because what? he's basically saying that like the only I worth you have as a woman dying. is to be a mother. Yeah, but he he's still could have been a little bit more feminist. And you're gonna go get a a STEM degree, and you're gonna manage yeah. a company, and you're gonna be valued by everyone around you, and then you're gonna die. I wish he would have said that. Yes, <laughs> he was tired. <laughs> I feel. Like I'm uh, inadequate emotionally because I don't know how to uh, compute or express or process That's a emotion. Superpower! I'm like sweating through my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, uh, I, like- I also it comes at a price, which is that I don't know how to be in relationships. I think between the two of us, we feel enough for two people, though. It's, it's just, just like our degrees. Little, it's it's just like how between the two of us, uh-huh. we have three degrees. Between the two of us, we have the emotions of two people. But it's just <laughs> like just a little tipped in the wrong the way. The emotions of two people and I have the emotions of zero people. I sob. <laughs> I love to uh, sob. I would like to dedicate this episode to all the victims of the Titanic, all 1,500 of them, mm-hmm. particularly those in the lower classes. And hey... To the women. To the women and children. <laughs> to the women and children who didn't make it. We're like fucking your allies and we're not fucking your We're going to march we for you. We're marching. We're going to march on the White House and be like, what about Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> All right. I've, uh, Thanks. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Happy and, Valentine's uh, Day. <laughs> my heart will go on. Oh, that's true. It will. Yeah. It will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was about to sing it and then I remembered <laughs> I can't sing. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs>
become this new woman, this new independent woman. Right. And so, yeah, he played a very significant role in her life. So they barely knew each other. Romance. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Love is dead. (laughs) Here's something that that I hadn't really thought about the first 40 times I watched the movie Mm -hmm. because I was uh, moodier and probably liked my mom less than I do now last time I saw it. Uh, I I don't know how well it sits with me that Rose presumably never talks to her mom who survives ever again. Like she, I presumably allows her mom to believe that she, she has died. Sunk. Yeah, Her mom is not great and her mom was sort of, you know, selling her off to the highest bidder. But, mm-hmm. you know, you can argue it was for survival purpose. I don't know. I just, it, it's weird to me that I mean, she they may have reunited. She, she changes her last name, mm-hmm. but I feel like where is pure speculation that we assume that they're they never, they never, yeah, that's true. I hope they saw each other. Again. I think there should be a sequel, <laughs> like Rose and Ruth. Rose and Ruth. <laughs> yeah, like they share an apartment in, in, during I would World watch War II. That, that Netflix uh, during World War Two. That was like thirty years. Thirty later. years. Later. Yeah, yeah. So that point is just a. Uh, Mom's kind of old. But yeah, I, I'd never, that had never occurred to me before. Where obviously, you know, at the end, you see Billy Zane looking around and then she hides from him. And I was like, okay, well, I get that you don't want to see him again. Sure. Yeah. What she like mom? definitely ghosted on him in that moment. <laughs> yeah. That was great. I hope she saw her mom again. Yeah. She's not real. Well, <laughs> I, I think her mom. her mom, yeah, her mom was, had some problems. But there's a great scene, let's Every talk about that, where I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but because guess what? The movie does pass the Bechdel test. Oh, yeah. It does? It does, because mm-hmm. there's, there's it happens on a few instances, uh, but there's pretty, a scene. Pretty early, too. I think the first time it passes, if I'm not mistaken, is when uh, Old Rose is talking to her granddaughter in before oh, we right, head yeah. back right, to right. 1912. Yeah. Yeah, because they're talking about the Titanic or whatever. Yeah. A little later on, there's the scene where Rose's mom is talking to her, like, lame, rich friends, and they're having tea. <laughs> and she's like, well, the purpose of university is to find a suitable husband. Rose has already done that. <laughs> it's like, ugh, yeah. God. Don't they discuss the color lavender in that scene for some reason? I think they're talking about, like, oh, bridesmaids' dresses about, yeah. or something. Oh, I think that's a different scene, but oh, okay. it is with those horrible rich ladies again. I've, seen this, I've never seen The Godfather, but I've seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like. That's okay. 400 times. I've never uh, seen Forrest Gump. I could have done so much with all that time. You've got okay. all the time in the world to watch a bunch of movies. Thank you. Anyway, there's a scene where uh, <laughs> Ruth is talking to Rose, and she's, like, doing up her girdle or her petticoat corset or, or corset. Corset, yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember I think the that's name. the sexiest way to describe that garment. Yes. Yeah, I forget what a girdle is, but I think it... Is it the same thing? I think I'm not sure. And it's a steampunk thing. They're like, <laughs> Rose is like, oh, you like put this burden on me of having to marry Cal because all of our money is gone. And mm-hmm. and then she's like, it's not fair. And, Ro- and Ruth is like, of course it's not fair. We're women. And I was like, I know. <laughs> it's not why do we all have to marry Billy Zane? Yeah, yeah. we're just young girls. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the nude scene mm. yeah. and the sex scene. 
pretty close together, right? They were. Yeah. Pretty much one right after. Yeah. Well, because it's like the, the nude scene, and then they get chased around oh, by right. the right. butler right. guy, and then they and have then, sex yeah, cause in the they, car. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's interesting, and, and like this is something I cannot imagine me or most people I have ever met doing. But going from they like have their first kiss, and then like the next step is like, and now you're gonna draw me nude. Mm-hmm. Like that was the <laughs> next thing that they do. That was second base. That is a pretty forward, especially for that time. I'm guessing, especially considering she's like a she was a very upper crust, right. And she knew she knew he drew nudes, I guess. Right. That's why it had to be nude because nudes were like his thing. (laughs) That was yeah, very chill. Didn't have to. I it didn't. Oh, I didn't. It it is weird that she jumped to nude. Uh, I like like it. Oh, I love that part because it's like also drew non nudes. He showed her a lot of different stuff. (laughs) I think she was just like trying to get things go- like they'd hung oh. out a little bit but they hadn't like she was just trying to make the first move uh and you're like capable of being casual with people this is something you that ever never... met me no no but you can like do it but i mean i do you i've initiated or... every time i've had sex i was like you have to draw that's me great <laughs> that's yeah it's just like first i'm gonna wear this kimono <laughs> right i want you to draw me wearing get this, you all nervous only this and it's a crappy necklace i bought from claire's in 2001 <laughs> and then he draws me Mine's and then like one we of have those sex in the chokers. back seat of a car no the reason i like it so much is that like everything is on her terms she's like I was this stuffy little prissy girl. I don't want to be drawn like a porcelain doll anymore. Here's some money. I expect what I want. Draw me naked. And it's just like she's coming into her own. You know, she's mm. she knows what she wants and she's not afraid to go out and get it. And she, I'm sure, was sexually repressed up until then. Well, because there's a few conversations earlier in the movie where... Cal is like, I thought you would come to me last night. And she's like, I was tired. (laughs) And then there's another part where he's like, you're my wife. You should honor me the way a a wife is required to honor her husband. Cal is very horny. He's very very horny. And she will not put out. And so I love that I love she Cal, goes <laughs> and she's like, yeah, Cal, you're not going to get any of this bomb pussy. But Jack over here, this homeless man who I met two days ago, I will fuck you all night long. I, I OK, obviously, Cal, not a great guy. I do think that maybe if they spent some more time together, they would become like normal parents that sort of hate each other. But it's like, well, they got some sort of bond going <laughs> Like that may be true if he wasn't uh, a complete narcissist and sociopath. Yeah. All dads are like but... that. No, it's, uh, <laughs> but uh, the the scene where he gives her the necklace and basically is like, please have sex with me. Uh-huh. It's so funny. He's very, oh, he's, you know, he's just like using Fred, like, open your heart to me, Rose. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ugh, gross. Mm-hmm. But he's trying so hard. Well, that's, I, I, I love that, that he's like totally being cuckolded. By this, right. yeah, this Whoa, we can bring poor in, guy. We can bring <laughs> in that world. He's a cuck. Uh, I was using cuckolded long before the fucking all those conservatives commandeered that term. Calm Again, down. I did watch a documentary about birds where I learned all about uh, yeah, cuckolding. About <laughs> well done, well done. <laughs> the point that I'm trying to arrive at is that every like sexual experience that Rose has is like. 
just very much on her terms. She initiates everything. She's just like she's feeling very sexually empowered and she's like, I'm going to go for it. And Jack is like, sure. And she's like, put your hands on me, Jack. And he's like, okay. okay. And then they're like mid-coitus and he's like sweating and trembling. And he's just like, I can't handle this <laughs> bomb pussy. I think you're really like writing fan fiction on top of the movie. Uh, we don't see them have sex. We see them initiate see sex and hand. then we see pow. No, well, there's a scene where like they're, it might be like post-coitus. You never see him like yeah. thrusting into her, but hey, mom, you see. <laughs> Wait, I have I have the scene pulled up from the James Cameron script here. Oh, oh yes, please read. So, and I don't know where this fits into, uh, you know, this is this is I think we could argue a woman's movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman is the driving force in the movie. It is written by James Cameron, who is sort of notoriously overly perverted in the way that he writes uh and i remember reading this when i was like a teenager i was like i want to read the script i really i want to know everything about this dope movie uh and the way he writes a sex scene is very long and very gross uh jack jumps into the driver's seat enjoying the feel of the leather and wood (laughs) jack says where to miss rose to the stars (laughs) Uh, On on Jack, as her hands come out of the shadows and pull him over the seat into the back, he lands next to her, and his breath seems loud in the quiet darkness. He looks at her, and she is smiling. It is the moment of truth. Jack, are you nervous? Rose, au contraire, mon cher. He strokes her face, cherishing her. Uh... She kisses his artist's fingers. Ew. <laughs> Rose, put your hands on me, Jack. He kisses her, and she slides down in the seat under his welcome weight. Cut to they hit an iceberg. But the way he writes <laughs> sex scenes, it's it's nasty. The way that... Well, any <laughs> screener writing class will tell you that you don't need all of that description, first There's, of all. It's so long. Yeah. It's paragraphs of just weird, pervy weird. adjectives. Yeah. Welcome weight is really the phrase that stuck with that me. That sounds like fan fiction. It does. Yeah. yeah it sounds like an ebook. Yeah. the way he wrote it. It's, it's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. And then going off of that, uh, I, I've... Read more than one James Cameron scripture, and then he wrote a treatment of Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire one, that's just as gross. Yeah, like just as pervy. Where there's like scenes in it where he's like a peeping Tom, like what? looking at Mary Jane. Uh, there's a scene where he, you know, it's like oh, this the webs are come and it's his sexual awakening and the come makes him more powerful and it's just oh he's got he's a sick freak (laughs) yeah he's nasty i don't think it translates that much onto the screen though right because the other no it it really doesn't i wonder if there's someone behind the scenes who's just like don't do that. <laughs> Try not to think about those words when you do that. Well, I was thinking also about like the nude scene where she uh, like takes off her robe and we see her like naked breasts. Like you always have to question if there's uh, nudity, a woman nude in a movie. Is it to satisfy the male gaze or is it 
something else that's actually like important for the story. And I think in this case, like for Rose, I feel like it's an act of defiance. She's like, yeah. I've been yeah. all stuffed up in these corsets and like been all prim and proper my whole life and not anymore. So I, th- I feel like it's like in- symbolic of her being like, that's not who I am anymore. I'm this new woman who's going to fuck a stranger right after he draws me naked. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I'm on board with that. I mean, and just the fact that it gets everyone in the theater horned up is just mm-hmm. like a fringe benefit. Yeah, totally. Good for them. Good for them that they cracked that one. Yeah. And also, I feel like they needed like a climatic moment before the iceberg. Totally. Yeah, that's true. That's like the, the best part of the first VHS tape <laughs> is when she gets naked and then and then it's pretty much downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was watching it's the movie in for the first time in the uh, drive-in movie theater, we were in my mom's car, and the like windows were getting steamed up Whoa. in the car. So I, eleven-year-old Caitlin, like no. made this hilarious joke where I like <laughs> slapped the window and like brought my hand down, and my mom's like, "Caitlin, <laughs> that's very adorable. I love yeah. that." Wait, it was you and your mom and your sister? Yeah. Who was sitting in the back seat? I think it was probably my mom. Like, my sister and I, think, I think we're in the front oh, seat. My mom took nice one mom. for the team. I know. Yeah. I don't think my mom would do that. <laughs> yeah. My mom was like, no, yeah. I came here shotgun. Yeah. I'll stay shotgun. Yeah. yeah. No, she's a, she was a nice mom. <laughs> well, that's great. Shout no, out to Caitlin's dead. mom. Did no. your mom listen to the podcast? Yeah, she does. My oh, mom no. still does not understand. Oh, no. No, she doesn't. She does not physically know <laughs> how to play. Oh, I, rem- I remember that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was talking to my dad about it the other day, and he's, he, I think his exact words were like, how do you do that? And I was like, it's fine. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> so anyway, I love the, I just love the whole sex and naked scenes in this. I feel like it's just very symbolic of The sex and coming. naked scenes? All of it. I just want more. It's more, great. baby. Well, I mean, pretty much directly after they, well, Rose is deflowered. I imagine that Jack perhaps. Oh, he was definitely effing some of those French prostitutes. The other nude girls. Right, right. She wasn't the first nude girl. But the the other thing that always makes me laugh about Jack is when he goes to that meal uh, with the rich people. And then he says, like, yeah, last night I slept underneath a bridge and now... I'm on this boat with you guys. And if he was, like, even a little less hot, that would be a horrifying thing to come out at a table. Like, because he's clean and very sexy and very charming, everyone's like, oh, he slept under a bridge yesterday. But if he was just, like, a regular person, that would give me a lot of pause. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, (laughs) he he really gets away with uh, social murder there. Yeah. Uh, a lot yeah, of, it also, helps. He whenever. probably smelled bad. I imagine so. Yeah. yeah, we saw his lodging. But I think everyone smelled bad in that era. That's like I don't true. think people were bathing every single day. Even the mm. maybe even not the rich people. Well, I but, feel like the rich people wore a lot of like scents. Yeah, and stuff. they were covering it up yeah, with like musk colognes. Gross. Right. Gross. But yeah, everyone probably smelled. Especially I like. Would there have even been running water on the Titanic in 1912? I think that there was. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm pretty sure there was. It was an amazing ship. <laughs> thing. The ship of dreams. The ship of dreams. And it was. It, it really, really was. was. <laughs> A few other moments happened that I'm like, yeah, go Rose. The ship is like mid-sink. Cal is like 
what, you're going to go off to him and be his a whore? whore? to a gutter rat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's like, I'd rather be his whore than your wife. Oh, right. And then she spits in his face. I love it. That was great. That was and also Billy Zane's mug when he gets hit in the face with spit. Mm. Great job oh, by yeah. Billy Zane. Wonderful acting. Yeah. I would describe it as like a, what the heck? <laughs> Why'd she do that? <laughs> and that's all he had to do. That yeah. was the job. Yeah. Yeah. There's another part where uh, Rose is trying to rescue Jack from being handcuffed to like a pipe in the in the room, mm-hmm. and she realizes no one's going to be able to help her. So she's like, "Fine, I'll take matters into my own hands." <laughs> and she just gets that axe and goes and does it. And I'm just like, oh, "Girl power!" But before is it before? She, I think it's before, right before she gets the axe, she punches that guy in the face. Oh yeah, that too. And then gives him oh, a nosebleed. Yeah. And she's, he's, he's, he's trying to like you. get her up to safety, and she's like, "No, I'm trying to save a life. Save a life here." Not no one oh, is in the yeah. wrong per se, right? No. It's just a high pressure sitch. Very. Right. I think in retrospect, he would forgive her. Also, he probably died. There's another scene where she's like running to the elevator. And she's like, take me down. He's like, no. And he's like, she's like, I'm through being polite. Take me down. God damn it. Oh, yeah. And then he does it. Yeah. He does it. Don't fuck with Rose. She'll yell at you. This collection of all these little moments that I didn't like necessarily pay that much attention to before. But like on this rewatch, I was like, oh, she Rose does a lot. A, yeah. A badass. She somehow manages the acts thing mm-hmm. that ne- that she probably shouldn't have worked out no she definitely would have chopped his hands off or like very severely injured at least him. hurt him yeah. yeah either way like it's you know she's doing stuff yeah she is doing stuff yeah go rose go rose that's right rose rose jack rose, rose, jack, rose. rose. <laughs> the last 45 minutes of oh the movie. rose jack rose jack yep. like old poor family about to die I know. and then go cut back to them oh god it's so sad all those it is so sad Oh, like the the old people spooning. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about how potentially Jack and Rose were the reason that the, at least in this depiction of the story, they were the reason the ship hit the iceberg? Because the watch out guys were distracted oh, yeah. by them making out on the deck. There probably wouldn't have been enough time anyway. Probably not. It takes but a long time. I like to, to think it was they like fault. sealed their own fate. It's true. By yeah, and maybe if she had just gone off and done what she was told, they all those people would have Yeah, left. she was responsible oh, for 1,200 people dying or something, 1,500. God. The moral of the stories here is uh, don't love anybody and don't get in a relationship or kiss them because you'll just cause a lot of mass destruction. Oh, Caitlin. And- <laughs> this is really... <laughs> A dystopian view of a beautiful love story. <laughs> they only knew each other for two oh, days. What's you the haven't harm? even heard my theories on Jack being a child pornographer because what? one of the f- pictures that he shows Rose. Please don't do this. Is a pair of adult <laughs> hands, probably man hands, on a naked child's body. His thumbs are, like, covering the little girl's nipples, and it's, like, this weird child porn thing. He can't draw his own hands, Caitlin. <laughs> it's not his hands, but he's, I'm saying he's creating uh, an image that is child pornography because it's, like, adult <sighs> hands on a little girl. Just look it up. It happens. I don't want to look it up. And it, then... I don't want to look it up. Could it be a father and... 
Yeah, but why is the girl mm-hmm. naked? She's like very clearly she's, naked in the picture. But is she really little? She's yeah, like if she's five. Well, if she's really little, then maybe she's getting a bad. Yeah. If she's like no, it's thirteen, then that's weird. Yeah. It's like weirdly sexual. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I don't necessarily withdraw my <sighs> suggestion that Jack is a child pornographer, but mm-hmm. I, I want other clickbait theory, Caitlin. Uh, I, I want other people it. to tweet at us. What a bombshell to drop at I the know, end. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm not sorry though. These are dark times, okay? Trump. So let's is our assume president. the worst in everybody. <laughs> yes, everyone's a child molester. <laughs> No way, man. Jack, Jack was, he was, a uh, he was, a uh, probably a stinky hobo, but <laughs> it was nice. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Jack is a pretty good character. He spends most of the time just, like, bending over backwards for Rose and just, like, loving her for everything that she is and empowering mm-hmm. her. Praising, and... praising all of her, her great qualities. Yeah. Yeah. He does. Yeah. So good on Jack. He's an ally. It's he true. is. He is. He's such a feminist. He's you know? an ally. R.I.P. Fabrizio. Always want to give a shout out to Fabrizio. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was a good guy. He seemed, I don't know, he mostly just said Italian words. Yeah. <laughs> and then was crushed by like a steam Oof. thing. But uh, good guy. Good guy. We think. We were pretty sure. Maybe he was a child pornographer mm-hmm. and we just didn't know. May, could, yeah, true. Anyone could be. This is the... This is the Durante test. The Dur- <laughs> uh, tune in a, a next week to the Durante test. cast. Mm-hmm. Is your favorite male character in a movie a secret child pornographer? I love it. It's like, <laughs> it's like my theory that the baldest woman in the movie is in charge. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, these tests are going to be famous someday. Do you have a test? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> now I feel like I need one. Yeah. You can think about it. Just tweet at us. Keep calm and take a selfie. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, and does anyone have any other thoughts about um, the movie and or its portrayal of it the does, ladies? It does a, a weirdly, I, I mean, a better job than I remembered. I wouldn't have thought that it did so well just thinking about Same. You because know, it's like a love story and usually love stories don't do that well. But right. it, does, it does really well. Yeah, I agree. I, all those moments I was like, yeah, it does give Rose a lot of... One, yeah, because a lot of romance stories, it's usually like a rom-com where like they start out hating each other and mm-hmm. then they have to be like, oh, well, this guy's a dick, but uh, oh, he's cute. So I, and he's near where I am. So we're going to fall in love. Yeah. But like this one, it like. He likes that she's tough. Yeah. He like, they he like each it. other from the start and like, she's the one who like keeps trying to pull away, but she's like, you know what? No, I'm going to get like my dick's hard a little bit for him so i'm gonna well i'm gonna see where this goes i know sorry to use such a male normative term for that but there's no i am there's no uh (laughs) is there a female equivalent i guess like she's wet for him yeah get it (laughs) okay common equivalent also it ties into the theme of water and sinking ships sorry i tried to force it it wasn't very good <laughs> it's okay thank you um <laughs> i was like am i gonna throw a tantrum you know what i've done enough 
Uh, but in this movie, the romance is sort of like the vehicle that gets her to like it. Like like I said before, it's sort of the catalyst for her character arc. They so seem like to bring out the best in yeah. each other mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the time that they're together. So that's nice. Um, Aparna, do you have any thoughts about the movie you want to share that you haven't? Oh man, already? trying to think what we haven't covered. I feel like we we did a pretty thorough job oh yeah that's the bechdel cast baby yeah thorough you guys were really thorough this is the celine dion song oh boy yeah we celine dion now that now now she's an ally yeah (laughs) she's with us she is i mean i feel like she was kind of firmly associated with that movie for a while Mm -hmm. because of the song so it does pass the back. It does. Test, yeah. uh, it's exciting. Really soon. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's kind of nice that it passes so soon. And it passes more than once. Yeah. there's so many movies that we, we do where it's I know one that's sad that it scene. only has to be one. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, uh, we did Groundhog Day mm-hmm. and that just gets by on like an exchange Annie McDowell has with a waitress. And oh, right. It. About sticky buns. Yeah. About sticky buns. So even that's a stretch. And, and uh, But this one passes over and over and over. Like pretty much any time there's a scene with two women in it, it's generally not about a man or or there's other topics discussed. Right. Yeah, right. It might either start with a conversation about a man or end it. But like the, throughout the conversation, they talk about something other than a man. Right. Usually. Like I said before, I do wish that Rose and Molly had more scenes together and that they were they I feel like they should have piled up and like let's do some like, fan fiction. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just them hanging out. And then uh are you are you ready to rate? Yeah. Okay. Oh so, you guys rate it? Oh yeah, we rate, rate it, it on a scale of zero to five nipples. Hmm. Specifically about how it, it treats the female characters. So I would I would I think I would give this Four, yeah, I think it deserves a pretty high rating. Four nipples, and I would give it uh, the nipples. I would give it would be oh, we didn't talk about him, the officer who commits suicide because he feels bad. So two are his, and (laughs) then two are Molly Brown's. Sure, those are the nipples I give it. Definitely, Mm -hmm. Um, I would also give it four. Uh, I think one of the reasons, just subconsciously, that I've I saw this movie, you know. 20 years ago for the first time and have kept watching it over and over and over is that I was like, yeah, it has really this pretty strong female character. Um, Which is like usually when you're revisiting a movie, you realize how fucking bad it is yeah. to, to women. So this, this has like, right. a nice surprise. Yeah. So I'd give it four. Um, I would, because the movie is just as much about Rose's like growth as a woman mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. it is about a ship sinking and the romance. So I give it a four. Uh, two of them, two of the nipples belong to uh, Jack when he's trembling and very sweaty during their sex scene. And the other two... He's got to be hairless, right? Yeah, he is very hairless. Very smooth. Okay. Oh, smooth Jack. Mm. <laughs> Freaks me out. And I say the other two are the nipples that we see on Rose, but not in real life the drawing that he does of her. Her, like, illustrated Ooh, nipples. the sketch nips. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Would you like to rate the movie? I don't understand how the nipples work. We just, uh, well, we we assign a number. Yeah. And then we just describe who they might belong to. That's You don't have to do that part. We do it for uh, fun because, you know. I, I don't remember the officer who committed suicide. Who was that? 
Oh, there's a part. So when the when the uh, rescue boats are starting to get full, yeah. and they're crowding, and then uh, one of the officers, I think it's uh, First Officer Murdoch, takes out a gun oh. and like shoots at the crowd and kills. Like Irish Tommy and someone else, yeah. And then I think he realizes that oh 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 he's in over he's in over his head. Whoa, another and then he kills himself. Whoa, what great puns we're uh, coming up with. And it's very sad. And also, I would argue in retrospect, very unprofessional. Yeah, mm-hmm. they very really could have. They really could have used they him. Used, they needed him. He really <laughs> left time. those people. Yeah, in he goofed. Yeah, but they could have used him for another hour or so. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that did really happen. That's like a oh, real thing that happened. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Whoa. That Most makes of sense the why they put it in the movie is then. real. Yeah, that would be like a mean thing to do to someone who actually existed if yeah. he hadn't actually done that. Yeah. Well, that's uh, our... Oh, wait, did you want to give it a number of nipples? Oh, oh yeah. I'll also give it four. Cool. And will I? I give two to Fabrizio. Mm. Oh, R.I.P. I bet his are pretty hairy. Being <laughs> two hairy ones. Don't put them in a box. Yeah. And, but... and I'll give two to Molly Brown. Very nice. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here. Where, oh, where no, can people find you? So thank you for having where me. Where can people um, find you, like, on Twitter? Oh, yeah. Stuff? My Twitter is just a par napkin, and my website is just a parnacomedy.com. Wonderful. Perfect. Yeah. Yay. Thanks, ladies. Of yeah, course. Of course. Thanks and for being here. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Happy Valentine's oh, Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Be careful. Your, your one true love might be a child <laughs> pornographer. Yeah. That's true. Think about that. Per Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. I could fix Cal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we forgot to do the check-in for the middle part of the movie. Hey, guys. Hey. (laughs) It's, uh, we're checking in. We're checking in. We we stopped where the first VHS would have stopped. I'm a little wine drunk. How are you? I'm a little wine drunk, but mostly I'm just like... We identified several points in the movie where it's like, oh, this is where you really start feeling it. Um, yeah, I'm a little fragile at at, at this point. <laughs> I, again, am a bit of a robot, so I'm not quite there yet. I've already cried twice. <laughs> I cried when they kissed because that's so beautiful. It is. And then I cried when I thought about Mr. Andrews because he has such integrity. He does. He really does. And so does, does EJ. Oh, can I pitch my cop, my buddy cop idea really Sure. Quick? Okay, this will cheer us all <laughs> So, uh, because it was Captain E.J. Smith's last voyage ever, and he was going to retire the second he got to New York, I want to make a buddy cop movie of, like, it was his last week on the force, but this captain is going to get a little surprise <laughs> and then the titanic sinks oh, i'm still in a bad mood i, I think if you better. remember the scene where like he's in like the room with the steering wheel or whatever it's and called then it, and, the, then and just, the windows break in and all the water comes uh, like rushing in i feel like if you just like lay slapstick comedy music over that it could just be like a really it's funny a very like buster Keaton <laughs> yeah. kind of thing well okay so oh. jamie is an emotional wreck uh i am doing okay the thing about this movie is that i'm like a little ambivalent toward the first half. Like, I like it. I enjoy it. I'll You're sit through it progressively. to get to the second half. Because I... The second half of this movie is just like a terrific action movie with, like, such good practical effects. I love it. First half, though, is is my emotional core because it's all over the place. There's a toxic relationship. It moves too fast. 
There are nudes. There are promises broken. Yeah. There's a mean brunette who's all about what he wants. You mean? The first half is dope. Billy Zane? Billy Zane. I'm yeah. talking about Billy Zane. <laughs> I feel like he started I like to... that you identified a man character as his hair color, the way that like a lot of people will Very be like, sensitive. oh, you know, that blonde, and it's almost always referring to a woman. Yeah, let's start doing that. Let's start reducing men to their hair color. I'm very sensitive to male ha- hair color. <laughs> yeah. So... Maybe I'm more one. I know how you feel about blonde adults. So yeah, but I would say Leo is is sandy enough that yeah, uh, I still get very wet for him. Yeah. So there you have it. See you soon. (laughs) Bean Dad, the dress, thirty to fifty feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.